Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of Analyze This, India's first running podcast. This is Dharmendra, the host for this podcast. This is a podcast with an Indian flavor for runners, wherever you may be around the world. I'm a running coach and freelance writer based out of Bangalore, India. This is the first episode of 2013, and as promised on the last episode of 2012, I expect to be a lot more active in this year than I have been in the past. So, what do we have on this episode? We have a roundup of recent events on the Indian running calendar, as well as international events since the last episode. As in every episode, we have the running calendar, but this time I have no interviews for you, and as a result, this episode is also the shortest thus far. We've had the Mumbai Marathon and pretty much little else in the time since the last episode. The Jaipur Marathon, which had a bunch of hecklers and ill-behaving motorists or people on the road due to poor race management, is consigned in the little else category for that very reason. In addition to the unpleasant atmosphere around the race, the organizers have committed the sin limited to non-runners, terming the race as a marathon when the longest category in the event was only 21.1 kilometers or a half marathon. It is possible that they are sitting on the name and plan to have a marathon in the future, but they should take the care to clarify. Now back to the Mumbai marathon. One of the more memorable experiences from this year's Mumbai marathon was a meet and greet session with Thaili Jepisilasi. Tim Hutchins, himself an elite athlete who finished fourth in the 84 Olympics in the 5,000 meters race, among other accomplishments in his career, was the MC for this event. Heli, of course, is quite rightly called the Emperor, the King and other worthy names. Among the two dozen plus world records he held at some point, his marathon world record set in Berlin before it was broken by Patrick McCaw is just one well-known performance. He also helped boost the profile of the Dubai Marathon by attempting to break his own world record that was thwarted by rain. I remember watching that race live on TV. But his duel with Paul Tegart in Sydney is arguably the single most thrilling athletic performance given that he edged out Tegart by the thinnest of margins, nine hundredths of a second in a 10,000 meter race. Watch it on YouTube if you haven't already. Haley talked about running with injury and the value of discipline to all sorts of athletes including non-professional runners. Surely the runners who had the opportunity to meet him must have been inspired enough to set PBs the next morning. For the second time in a year, a Ugandan runner upstaged both Kenyan and Ethiopian runners. Jackson Kiprop beat much more well-known runners among elite men to win the Mumbai Marathon with a course record to boot. He came home in 2 hours, 9 minutes and 32 seconds, beating the previous course record by about 20 seconds. His racing performances have been significant enough only since 2009 and 2012 seems to have been a breakout year of sorts for him, with personal best in the half marathon world championships at Bulgaria and the marathon in Mumbai. Valentine Kipketer won the women's race in a personal best of 2 hours, 24 minutes and 33 seconds, which was also a course record. The fact that there were course records in both the elite men's and women's races was not surprising at all, as runners were the beneficiaries of some excellent and unusually pleasant weather, which stayed for about the first 4 hours of the race. Given that I have run all 10 years of the event, I can easily say that it was the best weather in all of the 10 years. Participants of this year must be hoping that it returns next year too.
while we had little action by way of global events in the running world, the Japanese Ekidens, which are a sort of relay with legs of unequal lengths, all clustered around the new year, more than made up for it. One has to see these events to believe the kind of fan following they have. Forget the actual event which families watch together, much like an annual sporting event in the US, like the Super Bowl. The winners were received by a crowd of 40,000 people in their hometown. If you need more on the Ikidens, and actually anything on running in Japan, you should check out Brett Lana's blog, the Japan Running blog, which I mentioned on the last episode as well. Fittingly enough, Brett Lanner of the Japan Running blog was interviewed on the Marathon Talk podcast, which I heartily recommend to all listeners of this podcast. You could also do well to follow Ken Nakamura on Twitter. Ken Nakamura is amongst the most followed people for aficionados of statistics related to long-distance events. Each time there is a major race, Ken comes up with a stat report which helps you understand the capabilities of people in the race and course records as well as personal records. Quite a feast if you love tracking athletic performances. Among other significant developments since the last episode, we also had the London and Boston Marathon organizers release their list of elite athletes for the 2013 races. London's was the more impressive list on paper by far. As Let'sRun.com pointed out, Martin Lell, who was a personal best of 2 hours, 5 minutes and 15 seconds, is 10th on that list. Yes, you heard that right. That's how deep that list is. Expect a cracker of a race, especially since there will be no sword of the Olympics hanging over the head of runners this year, unlike last year. The mess resulting from the cancellation of the New York Marathon finally got sorted out with the New York Roadrunners announcing a process of deferred entries as well as refunds to eligible entrants. And before I forget, mention must be made of the incredible Dubai Marathon, which was just five days after the Mumbai Marathon, but with a much deeper elite field given its $200,000 prize money for the winner and its million-dollar bonus should the world record be broken on this course. At one point, three of the top four men were debutants and in their early 20s, which reminds us yet again how much marathon running has changed since Sami Wanjiru ran that incredible race in Beijing. The race was won by Ethiopian Lelisa Desisa, who was just outside the course record set last year by his countryman Apshiro. The women's race was won by an Ethiopian as well, Tilfi Segei, who led four of the Ethiopians in the top six. Interestingly, the race was streamed live for free for international visitors to the Dubai Marathon website. When we come back with the next episode, we'll have results from the latest addition to the World Marathon Majors and the only race from Asia on that list, the Tokyo Marathon. Which brings us to the racing calendar for this episode. In about 10 days, we'll have the Auroville Marathon in Pondicherry, a very popular trail marathon amongst Indian runners. There are at least two half marathons in the Mumbai region in the month of February and March. In less than four weeks, we have the Tokyo Marathon. In about 10 weeks, we have the Paris Marathon. It is likely that we'll have the TCS 10K in Bangalore in about 16 weeks. All the final dates are not yet public. Now we come to the part of the show in which I tell you something about Indian and global athletics that you perhaps didn't know. This time, I have trivia on both Indian and East African running. Did you know that Chota Singh beat the favoured Japanese runner Katsuo Nishida in the inaugural Asian Games in New Delhi but didn't feature in the Olympic squad next year? 
If someone listening to the show knows why Chota Singh wasn't in the Olympics in 52, do let me know. In the next Olympics in 1956, both Kenya and Ethiopia made their Olympic marathon debut. Did you know that the Kenyan and Ethiopian runners finished only 31st and 32nd amongst an entire field of 33 runners in 1956? And see how far they've come from where the term East African is almost spoken of in the same breath as fast running. And races worldwide have spectators cheering amateur runners with banners which say to us, you're all Kenyans. There's a lesson in there for all of us. And with that, we come to the end of the fourth episode. Thank you for listening. I hope to hear from you on your comments. If you're interested in supporting the show in some form, you can write to me at runalyzethis at gmail.com. That is R-U-N-A-L-Y-Z-E-T-H-I-S at gmail.com This is a podcast for runners and by a runner so I'd love to hear from you be it interesting facts about Indian runners your experiences at global running events or just about anything you think is worthy of featuring on the podcast wish you the best for your training in the coming year and your races the music for this podcast has been composed by the talented Ramya Shankar if you'd like to listen to more of her work visit www.ramyashankar.com The blog for this podcast is at runalyzethis.blogspot.com When we come back on the next episode, I'll have more exciting stuff for you. Until then, goodbye. The information provided and opinions expressed on this show are based on the opinions and experiences of the participants You should exercise due caution and consult your doctor before taking any action. Analyze this assumes no responsibility for your actions based on listening to the show which are assumed to be at your own risk. Yeah.